0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based right here in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is an existential podcast for musicians and for music fans. We get into what it all means to be a musician these days, and we have in-depth conversations with your favorite artists. Today, I am talking with one of my favorite artists, a new-ish artist, newish to me. She's been around for a little while, um, but I am a huge fan. This is definitely a fangirl episode, but I'm excited to share her music with you guys if you have not heard of her yet. Uh, her name is Salami Rose Joe Lewis. Let me tell you about her in a second. First, I want to encourage you to please, uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, to give us a rating, a few words, on Spotify, they have polls. I don't know if you saw it, but, but, you know, take a moment, answer the poll. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. Let's talk about today's featured artist. Uh, this is Salami Rose Joe Lewis. And Salami Rose Joe Lewis is a multi-instrumentalist female producer from California and a signee to Flying Lotus's independent label, Brain Feeder drawing influences from jazz, soul, hip-hop, pop. She creates a blend of experimental sounds with jazz-influenced vocals and keys. I came upon a Salami Rose Joe Lewis's music i think through a spotify playlist and i was pretty immediately hooked and got to know her catalog and reached out and she was nice enough to write back and agree to be on the show we have a really great conversation about her creative process about her brand new album that just came out um she the way she approaches writing her albums is really interesting i think you guys are going to find that and we get into some mental health stuff too We'll also hear a couple of tracks off her new album, Sprinkled Through the Episode. Here's my conversation with Salami Rose, Joe Lewis. Okay, I am here with Lindsay Olson, otherwise known as Salami Rose, Joe Lewis. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm a very big fan of your music, and I'm so um, excited that you agreed to this interview. Um, I start out every interview with an artist with the same question to give us a sense of a musician's life. And um, the question is, can you describe a typical week in your life these days? (laughs) Um,
1: That's a great question. It's so all over the place. It's kind of hard to properly answer that because I think every week is a little bit different. (laughs) Uh But I guess right now um, I've been taking on a lot of remix projects um, to sort of help fund my upcoming tour. So I've been doing a lot of production work. Um, And for me, as far as like a daily routine that's, um, I've always been really bad at that. So sometimes I work really late at night. Sometimes I work in the morning. It's a little bit all over the place. When you're talking about work, are you referring to working on music? Yes. Sorry. I've been producing and sort of recording, uh, and yeah, working on remixes for other artists, um, which I really love doing.
0: What is your, um, I mean, I think that that's, interesting in itself that you're in a place right now where each week to week can look really different
1: yeah yeah um I think a lot of it depends on whether or not I have performances and so um right now I'm also gearing up for a tour so I've been trying to uh, practice a bunch and get my live set together um so it sort of yeah depends on what's happening and what's coming in. I guess that's the life of freelance where like you sort of things come in really quickly and fast and then you sort of accommodate them. Um, But I wish there was more structure. (laughs) You do. Why, why would you like more structure? Um, I feel like I'm a really spacey person and sometimes it's it feels a little bit like it adds to my instability when everything changes all the time and you always have to be ready for like something to come in that you really want to do and like drop everything and then just do that. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it, it's like, I don't know. I think I have the, um the, the memory of when I used to work in labs as like a scientist and or, not, or as like a lab technician. And I, I was a little bit calmer and maybe a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. to know what I was doing every day. But at the same time, I love... It's like really exciting for things to always be changing.
0: Does it feel like when life is more structured versus less routine does that impact the music that you're making or even the practice of making music or working on music yeah i was just talking about this my sister actually where i
1: i cuz i recently had a family wedding that i was at and sometimes and i've been moving around a lot too and so like setting up my equipment at my sister's spot like sometimes it takes me a couple days to like get back into the rhythm of making music, and and I find it's hard to like, yeah, it's it's hard to constantly be changing um, when it comes to making music. Although there's there's a lot lots of fuel for inspiration, that's for sure. Uh-huh. But but yeah, the like. It takes me so long to set up all my gears so if I play a show and then come back and have to set everything up again. Oh yeah. It's kind of like it's like somehow it's a little bit um not conducive to just getting right in there and making music, but it's also always fun to play live and inspires music in a whole different way. Do you like to play live? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. I prefer that's not true I love both. I love performing, but I'm very introverted so sometimes being social is hard for me but and I I love creating I think that's like my favorite part is like the making of the music mm-hmm. but performing is is always like so special too
0: they're both great <laughs> So okay, tell me when you're when you're creating. I'm curious about what that what that relationship looks like for you. Is it something that you know you you really love that part? Does it always feel Does it always feel good? Are there times where it feels like a struggle? How how do you experience when you're creating music? Mm. Well, to be a hundred percent
1: transparent. I feel like creating music has become such an obsession in my life. It has also led to me like isolating myself a lot because I'm always like, oh, I just need two weeks by myself, like completely alone and I'll make so much music. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself and I think that process, although it it has led to like creating a lot of music has also led to some like dark sort of very depressing moments and also puts a lot of pressure on the creation of music itself to be fruitful. Because <laughs> if it's not going well, then I feel like like so <laughs> devastated. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. I haven't really... I don't know. Intense
0: relationship with music. I'm trying to find a better balance with it. So your work—it's you know—you use the word obsessed, and you'll kind of get hunkered down. It sounds like to to maybe the exclusion of outside life or relationships or other things. Um, I'm wondering. So okay, so I'm guessing I'm wondering like you—you you kind of spoke to it. It feels like there's a mix the way that you're talking about it right now. There's a mix between you know, enjoying what you're doing, perhaps in the, in the flow or whatever you want to call it. You didn't say that, but I'm wondering if that's part of it, but also it sounds like you're putting a certain type of pressure on yourself or wanting a certain type of output or maybe a certain kind of result. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, um, I,
1: I've noticed that like one thing I'm, i'm really trying to work on is i i place so much value and self-worth in whether or not i've made like a good song that day Uh (laughs) uh-huh so if i have a day where like i really am just not making anything that i like or i think i really like maybe i don't really know how to like emotionally cope with that and i get really really down um but then, when when music is going well and I've made something I really like, I feel like ecstatic. So it feels like, like in some ways, and I'm sure this is a very common experience that musicians have. But it doesn't. As I get older, I'm really trying to remember that there's like more to me than just like this output, and I need to like remember not to get so hard on myself if I'm not feeling creative,
0: it's tricky. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I did an episode recently with another therapist, um, and she was talking about how we essentially kind of like romanticize a relationship with music, like this is beautiful thing. And we should, you know, to have this creative outlet and we should all have time for that in our lives, but we kind of don't talk as much about how hard it can be sometimes to access that or to feel good about what you're making or just the strain that come along with that or the identity that we might put ourselves into what we're making. And yeah. that's part of the reason I wanted to ask you about that because I feel like the more people share, like, I like doing this, but it's actually really hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because actually this last album I made though or the one that's coming out in oh. In May, like, <laughs> it honestly, it took so much out of me. And I know that sounds, I don't know, it sounds weird to say, but like, it genuinely felt like it was like eating parts of myself. So <laughs> It's like super freaky, the idea of then now it's like, can it be out in the world to be sort of on its own and, and maybe judged or I don't know it's like but th- for me it was like this thing that like it was such a heavy process making it and and it really like I don't know sometimes I'm like I need to find a a, a better way to make music <laughs> when you say it was
0: a heavy process what do you mean by that I
1: guess it, it really for me it was all of the self-imposed isolation hmm And I don't know, maybe this is, like, too much to divulge, but I was feeling, like, so down throughout a lot of the the process, and I had a lot of, like, intense life things going on. And it really felt like it was my main coping mechanism, but at the same time, it was like I was relying on it so much. And so sometimes I would stay up till, like, I don't know, 8 a.m., just trying and trying to make something I would be happy with and <laughs> would somehow make the like intensity of the process, like worthwhile.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I just, I think I spent too much time indoors and it was also like, while I was making, it was the first time I ever lived alone. Uh-huh. So I think I've now learned that that's like not a good idea for me. Cause then I just like can become a hermit and put a lot of like pressure on myself. But, sorry this is getting quite dark, but it's just... uh, no I,
0: I I think it's really real I mean you have a you have at least one song about how and I don't remember the name of it but I remember listening to it where it's kind of like I'm gonna lose all my friends if I keep yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or I'll lose my partner or something like that do you, do you yeah. know the song I'm talking about yeah for sure I mean it's it's very real and I've
1: I've actually, a couple friends have kind of given up on me and it's been really sad because, and it's because I never, I never <laughs> leave the house and I never sort of make time for them. So I'm trying, I'm like actively trying to get out of this kind of rut. It's been a big wake up call that it's really important, like friends and family and the relationships in your life are like truly so incredibly important. I don't know when and how I got so obsessed with just like this idea that I need to just be making stuff all the time, but it just like, I need to snap out of it.
0: Do you, do you feel like, you know, stuff that you're working on right now, or when you return to maybe working down the road on something, how do you think you'll do that? You, you know, when I wrote you before you filled out this form and you talked about work-life balance and creativity and mental health. And so I think that we're talking about all that right, <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do, you, do you have a sense of, you know, how you would like to feel more balanced or leave more room for all of the elements in your life? Like as you move forward with making music? Yeah, that's a great, great question. I, I would
1: really like to prioritize like Um, seeing people living with other people and like, and also I think that I want to somehow try to detach myself from this, this pressure. And I've been thinking about trying to see a therapist, um, but I haven't been able to figure that out with my health insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like trying to stay like one thing that was helping me for a bit with some depression was like trying to exercise, which is something that really doesn't come natural to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like it was really helping me for a bit. And so, yeah, I think that's why I sort of to touch on what we talked about earlier, like Routine is something that I really romanticize because, like, if I have the time to take care of myself, like, my health and, like, exercise, then I I do feel so much better. But sometimes, like, with touring and stuff like that, it's so hard to keep up with these habits that sometimes when I get back, I just, like, crash and get really depressed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, but. Yeah, just trying to find routines, and I I would like to um, yeah like prioritize being a human too, and and not just like putting my out or equating my output and my worth or my sense of self. Yeah, worth. I
0: I'll give a shout out to uh, Backline. Have you heard of Backline? No, it's a musician's nonprofit that focuses on mental health. But I know that they I I believe and you know, for anybody listening to the podcast, I'll put a link in um, the the session notes for this episode that if a musician is making a certain amount of their income, they will help, I think, connect you with a uh, therapist. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So it's a resource I want to share with you, but also anybody listening who yeah. also might be it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's really, I mean, I very much appreciate you sharing that. I know that was really vulnerable. And, but I also think it's really real and something that a lot of musicians can relate to is just kind of that self-worth and trying to find that balance and um, the pressure and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Thanks for saying all that. Yeah. I feel like another thing that is really tricky as a musician, and I think it's safe to say a lot of musicians experience this, especially in, in the United States or maybe anywhere, but it's so financially difficult to be a musician and like each time I think I've reached a certain level of success I feel like I get more and more in debt and like somehow I'm making less and less money and like yeah and like am closer and closer to like I mean I, I have like music day jobs like I can't rely on my own music to pay my bills but it just feels like when you're putting all of your heart and soul and like time and like kind of almost sacrificing like a healthy normal life yeah (laughs) for this thing you love so much and it's so worth it because I mean I like adore music and it's been like one of my best friends for forever but it is it can feel like climbing up a mountain sometimes when just like financially it's like impossible at everything. <laughs> totally. just it feels like really overwhelming that aspect. but but I think it also makes it special that it's like always this thing that you just do because you love it. Mm-hmm. And so that
0: part is really cool let's take a little music break here and listen to some of the music that you've been working on that's going to be... Well, th- these songs are out already. These are singles that are out, but they're on your new album. Thanks. Yeah. Let's see. Which one should we listen to first? We've got a couple of them. Do you have a preference? Uh, <laughs> I
1: guess we could listen to a Kuzmati Can you tell us about this track? Yeah. So this one is the first track on my new record and um <laughs> it was actually the the first day of my like self-imposed isolation uh-huh. and I I yeah I it's a sci-fi sort of conceptual story um about this being sort of humanoid who um it's a follow-up to my last sci-fi album so i won't go into details about the last album because it's a lot of but basically we start out on a world where these humans have had their faces turned into screens and their hands turned into screens and they're caught in these like feedback loops um and so they're sort of in this state of complacency. And there's this one being that's like humanoid, but he hasn't had his like face and hands turned into these screens. And he's kind of manipulating the images on the screens um, to sort of lull them into a state of complacency. And then there's this being from a distant galaxy named Akusmatikoi. And she um, comes to visit him To sort of question him on the ethics of this because he's doing it because he wants the plants to grow back on the planet because humans have been messing with the planet for so long Mm -hmm. but she's like why can't we find a like a symbiotic way to (laughs) uh achieve your love of plants um So that is kind of the gist of the song. Okay, great. Thank you for that introduction.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's take a listen. amazing i i loved it it feels like there was um maybe more like beats work on this is that going to be part of this new album in general oh yeah so that
1: song was uh i actually collaborated with this band from the uk called soccer 96 and so uh they drummed on it um and added some synths And that was really, really fun. Um, (laughs) But I would say that there are a lot of beats on this album, but also some
0: more melodic songs too. It's a balance. You, um, you know, when you were describing that song and just looking into, first of all, just listening to your music, also reading previous interviews with you, it's it's just really clear how visual you are. Um, and I'm that's what I'm getting. And I'm wondering how that, I'm not even sure of my question. I guess I kind of want to know, like, how, when you're making a song, is imagery or the visuals, how much is that playing into that creative process? Or what is that? If you can describe that process, what does that look like for you? Oh, that's a cool question. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad
1: that it comes across that way. Yeah, I... So I, I actually think the initial motivation for trying to write out sort of these stories ahead of time before making the music is, well, two reasons. I love the idea of like scoring movies. <laughs> uh-huh. And so initially, like my last conceptual album... I wrote and actually made a whole like comic book template of like this story I wanted to make into an animated movie. And then I wrote the music to that, um, which was super fun. But I think one of the motivations is like lyrics don't come particularly naturally to me. And I think sometimes in the moment, I really just want to like make the music and the sonics. And if I'm not careful, I think my lyrics can be a little too, too rushed, if that makes sense. Um, And I really wanted to be intentional about like the concepts and ideas that I'm talking about so that I can like, yeah, just like bring up interesting things to think about and not always sing about like my heart pains (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, and so
0: that was a big motivating factor for like trying to make things a little bit more conceptual so there's a lot of pre-production work that goes into your music it sounds like
1: yeah it helps it helps because for me making music like if I'm making a song, it happens in a flash. Like it, it can happen really quickly, and so, and I like to get the vocals down like straight away when I'm in the mm. the mood and the vibe of like what's happening in the atmosphere. Like I, mm-hmm. I rarely, I don't think I've on my own project ever like overdubbed vocals. I usually record it like in the moment. That's interesting. And so I think. Yeah, having, like, lyrics or ideas at the ready, like, helps ensure that I'm not just singing something that maybe later I would be kind of bummed that it's, like, not as um,
0: intentional. So you'll have lyrics at the ready. So then are you trying to find melodies to fit those lyrics?
1: Um, or By lyrics, I mean, like, I'll have, like, ideas or concepts that maybe I would want to, like, sing about at the ready. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah not all the time definitely sometimes I so just sing whatever comes to my mind and stuff
0: when you're composing I'm thinking about this process and I think that's really interesting I can relate to that sometimes you just capture the way that you sing something and you just can't quite get it if you do it two days later um I'm wondering with your songs and the way that they're composed, are they as they are? Do you chop them up and rearrange them like in, in Logic or something like that afterwards? Or how does that look yeah, when you're composing? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So I I work on this like uh, MV 8800 like workstation as my main DAW. Um, and usually I'll record all the parts and everything and kind of similarly to the vocals, usually it's like the song is created like in that burst, in that moment. Uh-huh. And the only thing I'll done, I'll do maybe later is just mix it. Um, but usually, all of the parts and synths and bass and everything, it, it happens there. With the two exceptions on this album, are when are the song we just listened to Mm -hmm. where I like sent it to um, my friends in the UK and they added their, their playing and Propaganda, this other track I released, same. I I sent it to my friends and they added their playing as well. But yeah, I feel like songs feel like these, these little <laughs> photographs from a from an energy or mood or like something I can't really put words on. So like I try to do as much as I can in that moment because it feels like really precious for it to be of that moment. But maybe that's not not the best move. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I worry that my music is a little too uh under
0: underbaked. interesting okay so are the songs do they exist in your mind and then you're just trying to create them or are they coming to life as you're playing around with the music
1: uh they come to life as i'm i play around yeah and sometimes i'll write a song and then chop up that song sample it to make a new song Mm -hmm. and i think that's i do that a lot just sampling myself until something sort of sticks and feels good um but yeah, I I feel like I start composing in a different time every time. Like sometimes I'll start with the drums, sometimes I'll start with keys, sometimes like sampling my voice or something. But I used to write music just on piano, and I I'm actually composing is kind of a secret. But I'm composing an instrumental piano album which I think will be very different because <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, it's so different than producing and making. Like It's it's like really long form compositions and and those I just, I work on a little bit every time I have the chance to get to be around an acoustic piano, which is not often.
0: <laughs> what is the uh, inspiration behind this album?
1: Uh, I just
0: love... I love playing piano
1: and I have a lot of compositions that I've made on piano over the years that I've never recorded. And Mm -hmm. so I just love to
0: record them. (laughs) It's
1: going to sound very different, though, than my other stuff.
0: (laughs) That's cool. Sometimes that's uh, nice to take a break and do something that feels really different. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take another little music break here. Can you tell us about this other track? This is Dimkola Reprise. Yeah. So this track,
1: I was really, <laughs> really in a in a tough spot uh emotionally. And I was trying to write myself like a pep talk song. <laughs> And so that is kind of the place that this comes from. Just like trying to write some kind of song to self-therapize. Is that the right word? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's really odd for it to be coming out because it came from a really intense place, but I'm hoping that it is like helpful And maybe to me, there's a lot of like intensity and hurt and like desperation in the song. But like with this kind of like chorus that like and movement in the beat that like hopefully sort of keeps you going. I don't know. So that I don't know if it can help, like even one person. I'm glad that I made
0: it. Did it help you?
1: I think so. I think so it was it was good it was good
0: yeah let's let's take a listen this is dim cola reprise Collar reprise um i'm curious you know you you are as we're as we're taping this conversation you're in this uh kind of in-between state where the album is made there's been some singles released but it's not out in the world yet and i'm curious how are you feeling about the upcoming release and all that can come along with that well that the idea of well i guess there's a couple
1: things one hard thing i have is s- releasing singles is is very tricky for me because i wish we could just drop the whole album <laughs> because to me like the songs don't really make sense unless they're in the order and like all listened listen to at the same time but yeah i know that's so much to ask and <laughs> um but, so I feel a little bit weird, just like having these singles out in the world, and I just want to
0: be live wait for the album they're <laughs> part of the whole,
1: yeah, but, um, but yeah, i I um it makes me very nervous that it's coming out. I don't know, especially this one, because it's really close to me, and I'm really scared, but i'm I'm gonna just like, I don't know, try not to think about what will happen. And just, and the main thing I've been trying to focus on, which is really positive is I'm so unbelievably excited to play the songs live. And I've have like this amazing group of musicians, um, assembled to perform the songs with me in, uh, right after the album drops for some shows. And like that to me just is one of the most exciting things. Uh I'm so excited. So that part like brings me so much joy and excitement. So I'm just trying to focus on that and I can't wait to play with these musicians.
0: Awesome. (laughs) So, okay. Here's, here's a question that kind of goes along with this. Um, you talked about in this, in this form, you filled out social media. This is something that Almost every single musician I talk to talks about is the relationship with social media and the relationship with social media as a as an artist. Yeah. And what is that like? What is that relationship like for you?
1: I get a lot of pressure from the label to post and I find that really frustrating because um but I understand. <laughs> like I get mm-hmm. it's like the way to market music. So I know that every label is, that's their sort of goal is to market the music and make sense. Um, But I think what's hard is anytime I've like tried to make some kind of, like say I'm playing something and it sounds cool and then I'm like, oh, I should make a video to post. It completely takes me out of whatever sort of place I was in before and so it sort of stops the creativity that was there because in the time to film it and like I wish there was a way to make little videos without it. it yeah it's just a different mindset and you sort of focus on what is a cool little bit of sound I can release into the world rather than like exploring sounds and like just making interesting things and yeah I don't know. Um, and I used to get really, really frustrated by um, the pressure to sort of like show your face and look attractive. Um, but I think actually, I feel like I'm in a better place with that where I just post whatever I want <laughs> and like don't. You know, uh, I feel like I've just kind of stopped, um, feeling like I need to do what people tell me to do, which is, feels great. (laughs) It's changed music immensely. And I think that, I mean, just in general, social media has like completely shortened our attention spans. And like, we just want to like taken these tiny little packages of information and it's just like kind of changed so many different things but yeah I don't know what is your relationship with with social media and music
0: Uh, it's tortured I uh, yeah I mean I get it but like I feel like if you're an introverted and private person it's like counter to that whole Yeah. (laughs) yeah for sure uh, your nature I mean I think it can be fun to have a I think it could be liberating to have a character of sorts that you're playing because then you could there's some distance between yourself and who you're putting out there Um, but yeah it's uh, and some people are really good at it yeah yeah for sure
1: I guess I guess that's another sort of sad reality is that just the rules of play in the music industry have changed so much because if your strength is like self-promotion or maybe it's always been good to be good at self-promotion, but if you're comfortable with that and comfortable having your life sort of displayed on the regular, then yeah, it works. But I will say like, I also, I should say that one thing that frustrates me a little bit about labels, putting pressure on artists to do social media stuff is really does feel like a full-time job like to to constantly be making content and like labels pay for press and I think they should also pay artists for social media like if they're gonna do all the press for themselves it feels like they're just adding extra work for the artist but there's no extra income yeah and yeah I don't know how people do it honestly I think in my in my days I have to choose one or the other like am I gonna be making even though I barely make content I'm so bad but (laughs) like in theory am I gonna be making content or am I gonna be like making music I don't think you
0: can do both in one day I think that's really interesting that you, you know, how you described it just takes you out of that creative space that, you know, you're making your music from and that feels like a much better place for you that it's, it just sucks you out. Um, yeah. What do you think about, this is just a broad, I'm just interested about, what do you think about AI? All the AI stuff that's coming up. That's
1: such a great question. <laughs> so yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I feel like we know so little about what could happen. So we're diving right in to like potential. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of incredible to me that we're just, we're going forward with it, even though like, we just have no idea. Um, It feels like an avalanche. It feels uh, like it's like, yeah, it's just coming. Yeah. (laughs) But... I don't know. I, I think a lot of time is spent sort of with doomsday scenarios. I mean, I spend a lot of time thinking about doomsday scenarios with it. And like, I've, there's been so many sci-fi movies and stories about, you know, what could go wrong, but I, my whole sort of like what I've been trying to do, cause we're in it and I don't think, I don't think there's any stopping it because I think at this point, there's not like a united world sort of consensus. So the governments would probably be too scared to stop anything because another government will just do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to happen. I think that like, I think just trying to imagine potentially positive futures is like the only thing I can I can think of. I don't know. But um I had a really interesting conversation with um my friend uh about I don't know if you've ever read the three body problem. Mm-mm. Um it's like this sci fi trilogy it's really interesting. Um but there's this concept uh called The Dark Forest, and this is, like, related to, um, like, extraterrestrials and, like, just how, like, basically, uh, I don't want to give it away if anybody wants to read the book. (laughs) Actually, I'm not going to speak on it, just in case someone reads the book, but he was talking about, like, the concept of this dark forest applied to, like, AI, and I thought it was fascinating, but... That's kind of a cliffhanger because
0: okay, <laughs> cliffhanger. I'll I'll link I'll link to it on the uh, website the book. Um, or as you said, it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so question number two is, what are your? Again, this is I'm this is like intentionally broad, but what are your feelings on authenticity and music? What does that mean to you?
1: Hmm. Uh, that's such a good question. I mean. I think one of the beautiful things about music is we're always quoting our inspirations, like whether consciously or unconsciously. (laughs) And I think that like authentic, wow. I think it means something different for each person. Like some people can play a cover and sing it and it sounds just like so authentic because of how much they believe in it and how it means to them and I think for me like my my version of authenticity maybe is that I love always trying to make I feel like I'm trying to seek out new sounding stuff like that's my main goal whether I achieve it I don't know (laughs) but I just want to make like weird new sounding music but that yeah uh, I don't know if I do, but probably just sound like other styles of music. But
0: <laughs> honestly, no. I mean, that's when I—I—I I, I, I was trying to figure out how I came upon your music. I know it was like a Spotify. I was listening to some artists, and then you came on after, so it was like one of those suggested. Oh, and I don't remember where like it started from, but um, but yeah, it just hit me. It was like this sounds really fresh, and it sounds really different, and it sounds kind of—and I mean this in the best way—it sounds kind of weird, and like, spacey, <laughs> and very cool and it's funny at times and um it it tells a story and It's really visual I I just love it I yeah, really really love what you did so Thanks. good that's really- um yeah. yeah so let me okay I want to ask you my last question and then I would love if you could share just with the listeners what you're about to put out so they can look for it my last question is what as an artist as a musician what does success look like to you Ooh, yeah
1: I think success for me is getting to play the music that I want to play and play with the people I want to play so I think I've already succeeded in the way uh-huh. that I want to um it would be nice if I could support myself on my own music and not have to like take day job type things. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, music success for me is just playing music with the people I want to play with and, and, and getting to honestly, just getting to play shows in front of people is insane. I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm always like, you came to see me. What? <laughs>
0: so yeah, well, I hope that sometime in the future you'll include Chicago on your tour, Yay, and please so. uh, hit me up because I I would love to uh, connect you with venues and of course go see you play. Um, please tell, can you share like this album that's coming out? What to look for? Yes, uh-huh.
1: so my new album is called Akusmatiko, and it's coming out on May nineteenth. And um, it's coming out on Brainfeeder Records. Um, also associated with Ninja Tune. <laughs> and yeah, that's my 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 thing. <laughs> and I'm going to be on tour. Hopefully, a Chicago date soon. I'm working on it. I I was trying to get a date. I just don't don't
0: know many venues there. But hopefully soon. <laughs> Yes. um, I'm so excited for the new album. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank
1: you for having me. I
0: really appreciate it. It's been really nice talking to you. Okay. I want to thank Lindsay, aka Salami Rose Joe Lewis for her time today. It was such a treat to talk. And uh, I felt very inspired after that conversation. I hope you guys did too. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Peace and love till I see you again.